It's Tuesday of the fourth week of Advent, and as the 20th of December, today we have also the O Antiphon, O Clavis David, O Key of David. Welcome to today's Advent cast. This is Father John Zulsdorf. In Isaiah, we read how the Lord said to Shebna, who was the master of the household of King Hezekiah, And it shall come to pass in that day that I will call my servant Eliakim, the son of Elkias, and I will clothe him with thy robe, and will strengthen him with thy girdle, and will give thy power into his hand, and he shall be as a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. And I will lay the key of the house of David upon his shoulder, and he shall open, and none shall shut, and he shall shut, and none shall open. And I will fasten him as a peg in a sure place, and he shall be for a throne of glory to the house of his father. God established in the house of David an office to be handed down through a succession, an office of jurisdiction. The vicar of the Davidic king would exercise the king's authority. The same language and image was used by our Lord when, in Matthew 16, he conferred his own authority on Peter to exercise as an office to be handed down in succession. The Lord, the Davidic king-priest Messiah, gave his keys to Peter. His clear intent, clear from the David key image he used, was to establish an office with succession. From Memento Mori, a companion on the last things by Sister Teresa Alethea Noble. We often take the events of Scripture for granted. After reading the first chapter of Matthew, for example, we might think, of course Joseph obeyed the angel who appeared to him in a dream. But if God sent an angel to tell us something in our dreams, how many of us would wake up and immediately take steps that would completely change our lives? Wouldn't most of us instead wake up and say, what a strange dream. Oh, well, anyway, what's on today's to-do list? When we really consider what happened in the gospel and let the fruit of our reflection enter into our lives, Joseph's obedience will astonish and change us. Attuned to the ways of God, Joseph acted in the strength and trust of someone who knows God's power. Before Jesus was even born, Joseph modeled his son's obedience to the Father's will. During Advent, as we meditate on the joy awaiting us in heaven, it's also beneficial to meditate on Joseph's obedience. 
His life shows us that the key to open heaven's door is an obedient heart that follows God's will. Reflection on St. Joseph's obedience can be a remedy for the prideful disobedience that leads us to resist death. Such an attitude of disobedience can cause us to focus inordinately on what we see as the negative aspects of the last things rather than on heaven. The mystery of Christ's incarnation, death, and resurrection calls forth a response of ecstatic joy. But in order to respond with joy, we must first listen to God and grow in obedient trust. Preparing for heaven involves cultivating a heart like the heart of St. Joseph, obedient even unto death. Hearts like St. Joseph's see that death, the final consequence of sin, has been transformed by Christ into a gold-gilded doorway to heaven. <laughs> 